Welcome to another episode of The Melon Mat. I am one of your two beautiful and lovely hosts, Pam. And of course, I am joined by the amazing Cashley. Cashley, yes. aka the future birthday girl. How are you? <laughs> yes, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Still making plans out here. So, yes, very excited about that. That's good. That's good. Do you have yes. anything planned for the birthday? Anything that we should know about? Um. Well, pretty much everything is really coming in September because of the way my vacation was set up with work. So, mm. you know, kind of how that goes. But it, it's, it's all good. Um, of course, going to Vegas for the wrestling show. I'm going to fly in, see the show, fly out. <laughs> Um, that's what we do. Um, I know, that's right. Yeah, and then on Tuesday, I fly out for my anniversary slash birthday trip. So, it's a lot going on. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm I'm not as, um, uh, what's the word? As, uh, spoiled. I guess is the word I want to use, or as uh, <laughs> adventurous, exciting as you are. But you know what? It is your birthday and your anniversary, so you deserve yes. that and way more. Yes, yes. So hopefully, next episode, after of course all of that goes down, we mm-hmm. get a little recap, see how it went, you know. See if oh, maybe yeah. there was a Definitely. little extra excitement. Maybe you might be able to sneak some wrestling in there. Who, who knows? Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for you. And I think I can speak for all of our listeners when we all say happy birthday and happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. So I know that we went ahead and we named this week's episode Dirty Change of Guard, which was definitely your idea because I honestly was like, what are we going to talk about this week? It feels like (laughs) there's so much that we already covered, but then it also feels like there's not enough that we cover sometimes. So I think trying to find the balance of what to talk about every week, believe it or not, is actually very hard. You have a lot of different topics to talk about. It's kind mm-hmm. of hard to hone in on just one, but I definitely thank you for being able to pick one because I, anyone who knows me knows I'm not good at making decisions uh, outside of work sometimes. So shout outs to you for this week's episode because I had <laughs> a whole a whole blank on what to talk about. And before we get yeah. into that, that big main topic, I just wanted to go in about what happened last night on dynamite um i didn't get mm-hmm. to watch all of it i've only been able to watch half of it because i had work and then i only had a certain amount of time to watch a two-hour show only had an hour um but in the one hour that i did see i one want to say i'm so tired of darby allen being the one winning coffee matches i think i might be a minority in that and that is okay um, but I think two minutes into a dynamite episode and literally seeing someone gushing blood. Right. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. I literally rewatched it three times to see for myself, and I cannot give you an answer. Uh, I literally blinked, and he was just like covered, like just yes. straight up covered. Um, I will say that is more blood that I've seen in that show than I've seen in the mm-hmm. horror movie I went to go see last night called The Black Phone. So, um, yeah, wow. that should say a lot. The Black Phone didn't mm-hmm. even have as much blood as he had all over his face. And to the point where he was bleeding so much that when Malachi Black went to go attack Darby Allen, he slipped. He almost busted mm-hmm. his ass straight in mm-hmm. the ring because it was so much blood. Um, yep. And he could barely get up. So it was just kind of like, uh, yeah. I, I, I will say, in the years that AEW has been here, they're getting a lot sloppier now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem as clean, or at least that they're trying to be clean. Like I, I you can tell when some people are just trying. You can tell when some people are just like, you know what. I'm just going to like throw this on the wall and see if this sticks. And by, and I also forgot, I'm so sorry if I didn't mention who the he that we were talking about, we were talking about Brody King. So last Mm -hmm. night on Dynamite, it was Brody King versus Darby Allen in a coffin match. And what that means is you have to take your opponent and it's also no disqualification, but you have to take your opponent and put them in a coffin, close it in order for you to win the match. Um, So of course with, um, Brody King being in House of Black, they came out, which to know me is to know under Kenny Omega, there is Malachi. I am, mm-hmm. oh my Lord. Whew, I love that man so much. Uh, Tommy, you know, how, however you choose Malachi, how, whatever you want to call his name now. That man is such a good wrestler. I have a love for wrestlers who like being able to tell stories in the ring or tell stories in their promos and things like that. I absolutely adore that about Malachi. Um, He loves to be able to tell the story in the ring and outside of the ring. And that is why he's always resonated with me uh, personally. So there's that. Um, But of course they came out and then everyone is calling for Sting. Of course, Sting comes out. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out the commentary was just horrible. Commentary is like, where did Sting come from in the coffin? Oh well, that of course happened when the lights went out, <laughs> or maybe it was a trap door. And I'm like, what? Right. What? What are we doing on commentary? Yeah. It was. Uh, it's getting very sloppy. It's it's really given. Tony is on that cocaina, and it's showing. Hey, <laughs> after what I saw. From him at that forbidden door press conference oh, that gosh. might be it <laughs> <laughs> might be the case i don't know i mean you know Ooh. i'm speculating it's alleged you know allegedly very allegedly. very <laughs> all caps on allegedly yes. because he yeah yeah it, I mean, it, but, it's not know, looking good i mean but he's not a wrestling guy it, it's like I said, and there's a reason why I call AEW WCW 2.0 because it's being run by a non-wrestling guy who loves wrestling and just wants to, in my opinion, make money with it. 
you know, it's totally different when you have a wrestling guy running a wrestling company. You know, and it's and it's becoming more apparent. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I think that uh, was it. You who sent that uh, Twitter link where it said that Tony Khan is becoming the new Kevin Dunn. Is that you who said that, or did I say that on Twitter? Oh shoot, no, I don't think I said that. But that's pretty interesting. Yeah, someone I I read it. I thought that you sent it, but I probably read it on Twitter that someone said that Tony Khan is becoming the new Kevin Dunn, and when you and I don't like to do dirt sheets. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some dirt sheets are correct. There are certain things that I don't want dirt sheets on. Like, oh, right. Um, this one is definitely coming back. That like, I like that element of surprise still. So I try yeah. not to read too much into dirt sheets. Uh, there are certain things that I will read about dirt sheets, as far as like the actual behind the curtain type of things. You know, things right. that are like, hey, this management is getting rid of this one because of unsafe work environment or things like that and i think Mm -hmm. that um not only just from a fan standpoint but from a person who just wants to know more about the business as a business um yeah it's easier for us to judge something done business-wise like why did you make this decision because of blah 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 blah. so i think being able to be well-rounded as far as for your love of wrestling things like that look into um, but as far as like, oh, well, yeah, we definitely know this one's coming back. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to know. I will say uh, somebody, Ashley, <clears throat> told me that my fave was coming back last night. And I could not get, I was trying so hard to pay attention to the movie. But all I could think about was if Kenneth Omega comes back while I am sitting in this movie theater, I am going to be the angriest person in the world today. And I felt so bad because I'm like, okay. And my phone would like go off a bit. I had to put it on do not disturb. But like my nerves were like, I have to check Twitter because I I know my phone's going to blow up. Like if he comes back, I know my phone's going to blow up. Mm -hmm. And when I saw like, it was like a whole bunch of people. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's back! I was like, who? who? And I'm like scrolling, and I was like, oh, it's just CM Punk. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> the disappointment <laughs> was so yeah real. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. I have a feeling that he'll come back for either. I don't think he'll, either he'll come back for All Out, or or I honestly think he'll come back for the Arthur Ashe show in New York. Because Mm -hmm. those are big, big shows. Like, I don't even know what the name of this week's show was. Um, Oh, Quake by the Lake. Yeah, Quake by the Lake, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, sure. Sure. Um, (laughs) Whatever you say. It wasn't this week's Dynamite was definitely the half that I saw. I'm going to, I only saw Darby versus Brody. uh, The Fight Brothers versus Andrade, El Idolo. And Roosh, mm-hmm. and then I saw the yeah. Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo fight. Um, that that was it. So I didn't get to see Jade Cargill's match, and I didn't get to see Moxley versus Chris Jericho. But I did hear that Chris Jericho looks amazing, which is a big shocker for me because mm-hmm. Chris Jericho has not been looking amazing since he even went into AEW. He wasn't looking good, um, right? 
So when people are telling me he looks amazing, I haven't seen yet, but I did hear he came out in his old Lionheart gear, which mm-hmm. I always love a good gear tribute. Um, yeah. So that's a 10 out of 10 for me. I will say, because I did get asked by Gary, shout out to Gary, uh, this week to give my thoughts on Madison Rain and why she's able to get a TBS championship match already, which mm-hmm. is a great question because she just got there. She just debuted right. on Rampage. What was it, Friday? Mm-hmm. So yep. how are you able to get a championship match? Um, I will say this. I feel as though Madison Rain is from that Divas era where looks would get you over. Now, do I feel mm-hmm. as though she is championship material? In my eyes, no. But I always feel like not everyone can be a champion. Some people mm-hmm. just have to be mid-card, and that is okay. I feel right. like the problem sometimes with wrestling fans today is that every, oh, well, why can't this one get a shot? And why can't this one get a shot? Because everyone has, someone has to be a jobber. Somebody. Mm-hmm. No, you can't, everyone can't win, unfortunately. That's not how wrestling goes. Um, And I feel like because Jade has ran through so many people, it's now gotten to the point where it really is like, who who's going to stop her? Um, And unfortunately, the way AEW is, they know that Jade is money, literally. She is money. She has the looks, uh, the way that she has evolved from back in the COVID stages when she was having her match with Shaquille O'Neal versus at the time it was supposed to be Brandy and Cody, but it ended up being Cody and Red Velvet. From that match to now, the progression of Jade is literally like someone that was at the performance center. She mm-hmm. has worked her ass off. You can see yeah. she works her ass off. Um, when I spoke to her, was that last year? I believe that was last year when I spoke to her. At, I believe it was also All Out. When I spoke to her last year at All Out, so humble, so sweet. Uh, the advice that she was giving was that she wanted more people like us to have someone that when they look on the TV, they see somebody else just like them. For all the little black girls that watch TV and all the little black boys that watch TV and mm-hmm. everyone in between to see someone that looks like them. Because unfortunately, that representation for us is not there. Um, but to see Jade evolve, I'm here for it. Now, yeah. back to Madison Rain. She is mid to me. I think she's pretty. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, that kind of speaks to a bigger, yeah, that speaks to a bigger discussion that was happening on Twitter as far as like the whole point of the rankings. And I think it kind of goes back to how, um, darn, I can't remember uh, the performer's name, but he got a title shot against um, John Moxley. And everybody was looking like, wait a minute, who is this? And how is he getting a title shot when you're literally passing up Miro? Right. Uh, oh, um, you're talking about versus um, uh, man. Uh, oh, Lord, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't think of his name. But yeah, I know who you're but talking him, about. Yeah. 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 And everybody was looking like, how did he get that title shot over somebody like, say, a mirror? So it was mm-hmm. like, what's the whole point of your rankings? True. 
I agree. You know, so yeah, so it could so this whole Madison Rain getting her title shot so soon, it kind of it kind of speaks to that um conversation that's going on um with AEW fans as far as like the point of the rankings, and then if you're gonna totally ignore those rankings, then you know what are you doing? I so. I can definitely see that, and I definitely agree. I'm um I think that the problem is that we've gotten to a point with AEW where they actually haven't built anyone up yet. And they're trying to build people up. The problem is, is when you have your champion defend almost every single week, they have Mm -hmm. no one else left to fight. And AEW, as we have probably seen in the news, they have gotten to a point now where they didn't even finalize their ROH contract. So they're saying that Tony out here saying that he owns Ring of Honor. He doesn't actually own Ring of Honor yet. Sinclair still wow. owns Ring of Honor. And that was a big whoa for me. Um, and that was as recent as of last month. Sinclair is still wow. the owner of Ring of Honor. So Tony Khan just opening his mouth saying stuff that isn't true yet. You gotta get off that cocaina. You, you gotta stop it. Wow. Um, but I will definitely say that we can't base things off saying, oh, well, your ranks matter, your ranking matter. Because if that's the case, you know, if ranks do matter, then Madison Rain getting that title shot makes sense because she's 1-0. and She debuted and she won. So technically, her mm-hmm. average is a 1.0 if we're going based off averages. If we're just talking numbers, then that's why she is there because she has a perfect a perfect score you can't get past the perfect score you got to beat that person so if we're going numbers wise then yeah but of course if we're going longevity as far as well you mm-hmm. have to have at least this many i feel like that's when you start you know doing oh well a little bit of this a little bit of that trying to make excuses for it um at the end of the day madison rain again is someone who i know i very much still think that she is mid. I don't think that she deserved um, a title shot so soon. Definitely, no, no. I feel like at this point, it's just Tony, like, hey, we need to find people for Jade to build up uh, mm-hmm. Athena. Maybe that's who they're trying to get to dethrone her. But I feel like we're getting to a point where maybe Jade needs the world championship and instead right. give the TBS to somebody else. I think that that would make more sense for mm-hmm. her. But we'll see. Yeah. We have a voice note. So I'm going to play it real quick. Let's see what they say. You said the uh, representation is not there. Are you forgetting uh, the EST or Sasha Banks or Naomi or previous to that, Nia Jax and and others? Okay. I'll get into that. Half of the people you named are no longer wrestling. True. <laughs> half like that, only half Sasha, of, only uh Bianca stands in, in that list. Only only Bianca is, is still wrestling. Uh yeah. Naomi is not wrestling. Sasha's not wrestling. Nia Jax is not wrestling. And I'm also talking about representation across the board we're not saying just two if you only have two out of 20 is that really representation 
Mm-hmm. That's more token than actual representation. Um, and I and feel like AEW why, is even worse. Way worse, which I think is why they started making the baddie section. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's more trying to be inclusive for everybody. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean when I say that for AEW, I feel like Jade is that representation. Because I think the right. problem with, it could be a good and a bad thing. The problem and also a good solution with AEW is that you don't need to follow every single week to know what's going on. You can just tune in at any moment and just, oh, okay, cool. This is what's going on. And it's not a long-term storyline unless you're following a Young Bucks storyline. The Young Bucks, Kenny, um, Hangman, even we'll go as far as now um, as the Undisputed Era with Adam Cole and Red Dragon and all of them. They're playing mm-hmm. long-term storylines. People don't realize why Adam Cole turned on the Young Bucks, not realizing that the Young Bucks is the reason why Adam Cole got kicked out of Bullet Club. Long-term mm-hmm. storylines. Um, everything is a long-term with them. But for someone who is new to watch, someone who, let's say a seven-year-old who's like, wow, I really like wrestling. I want to tune in one week. If I had turned on WWE and Unless there was just a big pay-per-view like SummerSlam or however, I'm not going to know what in the world is going on. Why Why does mm-hmm. Roman hate this one so much? Or why Why is Sami Zayn trying to talk to Roman Reigns with uh, the Usos? What is that about? Like, if right. you don't watch it every week, it, it, it forces you to watch every week, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a bad thing for someone who may be a new viewer to be like, what in the world is going on? But with AEW, right. every week is like, like someone said, Tony is booking it like dream matches every week. Mm-hmm. So when you book yeah. it that way with no actual storyline, it's easier for someone to come in. Now, in regards mm-hmm. to the representation part and how that plays a role is that because there's so little of us, I am glad that Bianca is the Raw Women's Champion because now she gets to be seen every week. So now we have that one, keyword in my sentence is one, representation on that side but when you look at aew you have jade cargo coming out with malcolm bivens coming out with red velvet coming out with uh kira hogan that's Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of representation at one time versus just bianca by herself and jade Mm -hmm. is also a champion as well so more representation on the board i'm definitely here for it but just having like two out of 20 or in AEW's case, damn near two out of 50 is not enough. There are a lot of talented people. I feel as though the problem is that AEW just signed, 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 signed so many people that now when it's time for them to go and renew contracts, there's not as many people anymore because they'd signed a one-year, two-year contract and they're gone, this person's gone. I mean, mm-hmm. let's, let's be honest, where's MJF? Exactly. We haven't heard from him since he did the quote unquote pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. He's been missing since May, since Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where where is he at? Um, you know, Marco Stunt. He is now in the Indies with blonde hair, acting like he's the big show. Like it. Mm-hmm. There's been a circus at AEW, and I think we've said this every single week that AEW at some point has to get it together. And I feel like Tony needs to just. Take a step back yep. and let someone who knows the business yep. kind of help him 
take, I don't want to say take over, but just help him. Or if not mm-hmm. one, maybe get two people, one, one good and one bad, one yes man, one no man, and find a middle that they both agree on and go with that. Um, right. But the way that it's going now is it, it it's getting very, very, very sloppy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and we've seen I this am... before. Oh, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I hate to sound like a broken record, but we've seen this before with WCW. Like, yes. you know, they were on this really hot streak. They were signing ex WWE talent, and then as far up as they rose, they hit the ground just as fast because they were starting to get sloppy with the matches, the production. Um, the commentary, they were getting very sloppy. So, yes. I mean, we've seen this before. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know. go down that route. <laughs> but we have yes. another voice memo. So let's get to that real quick. He had that. He had Cody Rhodes and didn't want to give him any more power than, than what he had previously. In fact, he wanted to take some of his power away. Yeah. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that a couple shows back when we talked about Cody leaving and mm-hmm. the rumors surrounding why Cody left. And even the rumors surrounding Cody with the Bucks and Kenny and all these EVPs. I think the problem is, is when you have someone as a EVP, they should be able to have some sort of input. And I feel right. as though, and I still feel this way, that Cody wanted more as far as to actually lift the company up because Cody was the face of AEW. Right. Anytime yep. there was a press thing, a this, that Cody was right there. Him, his wife, his family, essentially, yep. because Dustin was also involved. They were mm-hmm. all into this company. Yeah. Whereas I think even with the Bucks, I will say Matt and his wife, they were also all in because Matt's wife was like the head of their merch and making sure they got merch out. And that's what she did. I don't know if that's what she still does, but that's what Mm -hmm. she was doing. So I think that everyone had some input. The problem is, is when you have someone who's on that cocaina, like Tony (laughs) Khan, they don't want to listen. You know, I don't know if you've ever been around a crackhead, but crackheads don't like to listen. <laughs> they haven't said in their mind they're going to do this. If they want to do that, you can't tell them no. I mean, if someone yeah. really, you can pay a crackhead a dollar and be like, yo, go, I dare you go jump off that building for this dollar. They're going to jump off that building for a dollar. They're going to do whatever they need to do. And I think with him, he just wants a company that, yeah, I'm just going to take my dad's money and I'm just going to make this company. I have no clue what I'm doing. I just really love wrestling. Mm-hmm. I just want to see my dream matches every week. But the problem is, what, two, three years later, you actually have to build a company. Where are mm-hmm. they training at? You know, how, why are they taking their personal time to train? I feel like the reason why they're even still able to indie shows still is because you aren't actually like, helping them go as wrestlers and making them into true superstars. Because who's doing these promos with them? Where mm-hmm. are they wrestling at? What about their gear? You know, Sandra can only do but so much. 
You know, she's right. not one person. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's only three of them and all of those wrestlers. That's mm. a lot of people. And I know some yeah. performers have their set gear people. I also feel like you have, if you build that within yourself and in, in your company of, hey, you know, this person likes this type of gear. If you have a set department saves them money and you give them a discount saves you money saves them money you know you can cut costs a lot of way if you just create the avenues for that type of need but i don't think tony thinks long term with the company i think everything was so short term for him and i don't think Mm -hmm. it was wrong of cody to ask for more when he was doing all the matches helping produce matches you know he's doing women's matches Kenny's not doing as much as I love Kenny the women's division if you don't watch Japanese wrestling you will not know any of the people that he's bringing over you don't Mm -hmm. do promos enough to tell who the people are I Mm -hmm. honestly can't tell you the last time I watched an AEW dark match I don't think I've ever actually watched a dark match because let's be honest who wants to sit here and watch a match, uh, a whole YouTube segment for what, five hours? I don't know about you, but I'm yeah. not going to watch AEW Dark for five hours. I'm going to look mm-hmm. now um, and see. So they've actually cut down Dark Time. The last AEW Dark that they posted was only nine matches, and it was for one hour for, for mm-hmm. nine matches. The one before that was eight matches that for another hour so they're finally listening i guess and they cut it down but i remember before aw dark used to be like three hours long nobody wants to sit and watch for three hours i have a life (laughs) right (laughs) Uh, three hours that's almost half someone's time at work i don't want to watch for three hours watching raw for three hours is exhausting it is i don't want to do that neither i think the difference is at least you're like okay i get matches and then i get some promos in between and some ad breaks but like three hours straight of just wrestling 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 wrestling. it's like i need a break (laughs) I, i i love wrestling but it's too much so I got to watch three hours of Raw, three hours of Dark. Tuesday, I got to watch two hours of NXT. Wednesday, I got two hours of um, Dynamite. Thursday, mm-hmm. if you watch Impact or whatever, you watch an Impact with them. Friday, I got two hours of SmackDown, then one hour of Rampage. Doesn't include any also pay-per-views that upcoming weekend. That's a lot mm-hmm. of wrestling in one a lot. week. And then mm-hmm. still try to in oh we also have a life that's a lot right um so i don't think that just to kind of go back to what we were saying gary i don't think that them of cody asked for more i don't think he was wrong in that i feel as though he deserved whatever he asked for and more to be honest with you mm-hmm. yeah so that 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 is definitely my opinion on that Cashley, what do you think? I definitely agree. Um, and and like I said, Cody is that wrestling guy because it's in his bloodline. 
I mean, to come from a wrestling family, that's the kind of input you want in your ear. That's the kind of guy you want to understand the business from, you know, making business business decisions on. So I think that was a huge loss. And I think we're definitely feeling it now. Um, In my humble opinion, I think with the Forbidden Door pay-per-view being such a high for them, they've taken a decline with their shows, the Rampages and the Dynamites. Because I think I think that pay-per-view did too well for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because now it's like, okay, now we're definitely expecting way more from these weekly televised shows. And we're not getting it. Nope. Um, and I've asked this question before, but where is Miro? <laughs> we're oh, seeing he, was on, he was on this week. He was on this week. He, he cut a promo this week. Yeah, I saw the promo, and it's like, okay. <laughs> That's where he at. He, he in the back. You know, promos. you know, like, <laughs> you can't be sitting in catering cutting promos, you know. <laughs> That's not going to work. He said he's trying, okay? I think yeah. after everything happened, at all in, all out. I always get them the two confused because they were both over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whatever is decided for whether Moxley or CM Punk is going to be the champion, hopefully it'll be them versus Miro. Mm-hmm. If not, Kenny's going to come back. And even if Kenny comes back, I still feel as though we should go back to how Kenny was like rebuilding himself up, but it is Kenny. So like, why wouldn't you want to put the belt on him? I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm a lot biased. So, um, and I think the (laughs) AEW fans are going to expect that once Kenny comes back. Okay. Put the title on him. That's going to be an expectation. I think. Yeah. But that was also the expectation before because people don't believe in watching the growth of that character. Cause when Kenny came Mm -hmm. and when Kenny finally did wrestle, it was like, Whoa, Whoa. How do you have the man who beat Okada lose? And, mm-hmm. like, not even losing clean, like, losing crazy, like, crazy losses, which was understandable. But then when he finally got his groove, and then, again, this is why I love this man, and he is my favorite wrestler, telling that story of, you know, finally getting his footing back, getting back with his friends. You know, he needed his friends as far as like their guidance to help him. So I, I'm, I'm, I hope not. I hope that when mm-hmm. Kenny comes back and honestly, truthfully, no time soon, I really want him to be out for at least a year. And the reason yeah. I say that is because to have someone mess up both their shoulders and both their knees, the point where he couldn't even, he wasn't just be lifting people up and he's lifting people. no. <laughs> No, I think you need to like take the as much time as you need to not only be healed, be fully healed. I think the problem mm-hmm. sometimes is we, and I say we like as if I'm a wrestler, but they love the business so much that they just rush back and like, oh yeah, well I'm healed. Doctor gave me the okay, so like right. two weeks and right. then I did it again. Like no, yeah you're healed, but take a little bit longer. You know, give yourself mm-hmm. an extra two, three months so that way you right. can get used to your new body 
um, mm-hmm. your fully healed body now, especially for dealing with these injuries for years now. I think he really needs to take the time to step back. And that is me saying that not as a fan, because as a fan, of course, I want him to come back. But as a human to human, I want him to be healthy. I want him to, whatever term, I want him to be able to live long enough to achieve that, whatever that may be for him. I don't want him to cut short because he's I honestly feel like CM Punk wasn't fully ready to wrestle again. I think he's another one who uh, right. was just like rushing, rushing, rushing to mm-hmm. get in and now Look, he was out for so long, and now he's back again. Again, it feels very rushed. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah, but I think that's a good segue for us to get into our main topic for tonight, which, of course, is the title of this episode: "Dairy Change of Guard." Mm-hmm. Now, as we all know, Vince McMahon did retire and step down. If I'm not mistaken, the date that I saw that news article was on July 22nd, one week before SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And you can clearly see the change. I think anyone who, even if you're a casual fan, you can definitely see the change that has been happening with Stephanie Mm -hmm. taking over, um, Triple H coming back. I mean, we've all speculated. They actually haven't said that Triple H is back, by the way. I just, I did Google to look to see if they actually announced that Triple H is back. Mm -hmm. I have not seen that. Um, So I think this is just all speculation at this point. But um, with him being back, I can definitely see a shift in how Raw is. Um, I see a shift in even some of the way that they perform now, which is, I think, a little weird to say. but. Mm-hmm. I feel like the wrestlers are happier now, like as far yeah. as their their auras. They they feel yeah. happier as if like a weight's been lifted off their shoulders in a weird way. And again, yes. this is all speculation, but this is just based off what I see when I watch mm-hmm. the product. Don't yeah. don't quote the the messenger. Um mm-hmm. I think the question I have for you, Cash, is are you feeling the change or yes. Okay. Well, if, since you are feeling the change, <laughs> what exactly about this change do you like so much now? Well, kind of starting from SummerSlam, um, remember when we were talking about it and we were talking about how the air of the show was a lot different. It felt a lot lighter. Um, and then we saw, you know, a lot of, uh, we saw Bailey come back. And then we saw Dakota Kai and EO Sky. So those from NXT. So that had Triple H written all over it, which is really good to see, right? But also we had the heel, well, the face turn for Becky, which we know under Vince, she was straight up heel, right? So that was like, that was, mm-hmm. that was an interesting change. But I think that would be really good for her, right? Um, the other thing we noticed overall was the commentary like even the commentary was different you know they were much more livelier michael cole was able to really be more of himself like he could actually be more of himself and do better in his commentary so that was number one 
Another thing that I've really noticed is with Raw, it's a lot more wrestling. Yes. It's a lot more wrestling. Um, under Vince, it was more, it was a lot of backstage segments. Like a lot. Um, under Triple H, not so much. It's more wrestling. Um, we have Kevin Owens coming back, you know, and then with SmackDown is the same thing. You know, it's, it's more wrestling. So we're getting, the don't wrestling. forget the backstage Let's, too. Yeah. We're getting the cards being crashed again, like before. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I think it definitely feels lighter. I think it definitely feels like there's going to be more emphasis on wrestling and building up, you know, the wrestling aspect of it, which is good. I definitely agree. I also think what I like the most about this change um, is that even some of the way that the promos are going, it Mm -hmm. feels more authentic. Yep. It doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't feel like, like I'll never forget uh, having a conversation with Damian Priest and um, him having to say, I'm from a small town in New York City. And I'm like, there's no small towns in New York City. <laughs> Absolutely what? not. <laughs> what, what, what? What are we talking about? And when I confronted him Absolutely about it, not. like, yo, bro, you, you're from Manhattan. What do you mean right. a small town in New York City? He's, he literally was like, yeah, that's what they told me to say. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because that made as a New Yorker, I had to look like I looked around like y'all, y'all believe this? Like wow. you heard New York City and small in the same sentence, and you actually believed it? Come on now, yeah, <laughs> not Come small at all, Mm-mm. not even close. Oh, excuse me, um, but I will definitely say I'm really, really, really excited to see what they're like more so what the projection that they're going to do there's been a lot of missing people um mm-hmm. like ezekiel they're saying like he's he's dead now i, I don't i don't <laughs> right yeah i don't i i don't know i will say that SummerSlam, if that was truly if that was vince's last work of art let's just say if it was his last work of art then he did a great job as far as whoever produced the Brock versus Roman match. I'll yeah. even say I really loved, again, the Becky match as well. The Becky and um, Bianca match. That was a great match yeah. as well. I can withstand Raw a little more. I still think mm-hmm. that Vince still has some say. Whether people like to say that he doesn't. Um, you can still see like little touches of Vince, but I feel as though that loud lion's roar is like a soft squirrel now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. don't think that uh, he has as much say. Now, I will definitely say that I do think that Bailey wrestling next month might be again a bit too soon. Um, she mm-hmm. just came off of injury. So her wrestling yeah. next month to kind of help build this pay per view castle. What is it? King of the Castle, Castle, so, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. the name of that um, <laughs> the pay per view that's uh, gonna be in. Oh, Clash at the Castle. I had to just Google it because they always have some weird. Oh, things. right, right. 
Yeah. Um, but I think that one, them having a pay-per-view overseas, by the way, because this is definitely not in the States. This is in Cardiff, Wales, by the way. So I think them having this pay-per-view one, it's not Saudi money. Shocker. Big mm-hmm. shocker. Um, two, I think it's also a way for them to test to see, okay, how would we do if we do a big pay-per-view overseas? Because there mm-hmm. have been talks of them trying to do a, like, I don't think they'll ever do WrestleMania overseas. No time soon. Let me not say never. I will say no time soon. Yeah. But I think it's a good way to see, okay, well, if we do a big pay-per-view overseas, maybe they might do like a Survivor Series or something like that. But it's a way to see what is ticket sales going to look like? You know, can we sell out overseas? Because their core audience is here in the States. Um, Even though they have international presence, can they actually sell out an arena? And I don't think the Millennium Stadium, which is where Clash of the Castle is, is sold out but i think it'll be interesting to actually see how many people go what ticket sales will look like what their readings gonna look like because you know they'll say yeah. oh eighty thousand sold out but they'll have like 10 sections of up. so yeah i, I think <laughs> this is more like a toe in the water to see okay can we actually sell out and then now with stephanie um, taking over, possibly Triple H being there as well, looking to see how are you going to take the company and elevate it? How are you going to move forward? You know, um, the big thing like we spoke about this week on the Sports Desk live also here on Stereo, um, we spoke a little bit about John Laurinaitis getting fired this week. That was a big thing uh, because he was talent. Yeah. Uh, so to see kind of what moves they're making. I think that was one, a big move. And I also think that that was also one of those, we don't really have a choice because if the head honcho is getting fired and your name was name dropped. Oh, you Mm -hmm. left. Oh yeah. It kind of was the inevitable, but I think the fact that Kevin Dunn is still there kind of speaks a little bit of volume. Um, Right. But again, this is, outside looking in we don't have the curtain actually opened up for us to see behind the scenes so this is Mm -hmm. all speculation but i think that i'm excited to see where day goes in a couple of Mm -hmm. months um right now so far the product has been great i'm liking more so like always i'm loving smackdown and what's going on with smackdown i just want raw to kind of elevate their product a little more um right like I'm I'm honestly so as much as I used to love Austin Theory, unfortunately I have pictures to prove it. Um I wanna see more from his character. Now that Vince McMahon can't play a part in his character. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm loving Roman with the Who's Your Daddy shirt. Um mm-hmm. I, I I want that shirt. So <laughs> I want that shirt so bad. <laughs> I I am like talking myself <laughs> out of hitting purchase. So bad because the fact that it says acknowledge your daddy. What? <laughs> oh, please. I'm... Medium? <laughs> What's that? Medium, please? I yes. Yeah. Yeah, I need that. I need that. Um, but I I also think Roman is in the same predicament, kind of like Jade is, which is mm. he ran through everybody. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. They they had no choice but to bring back Brock, but 
he ran through Brock. So now we go right. again with who else? And I honestly feel like, like I said again this week, I think, or last week, that it's a placeholder for Cody Rhodes. I honestly believe they're going to mm-hmm. have Cody mm-hmm. be the one to dethrone Roman. But again, wow. that's some long-term yeah. storytelling. And I think that mm-hmm. it's going to happen at Mania next year. Mm-hmm. And as much as people love to say The Rock, The Rock, The Rock, I don't think The Rock's going to have anything no. to do with it. Mm-hmm. I do think that Solo Sokoa might get called up between that time. Yeah. He's doing very and, well at NXT. Oh, he's doing, oh, he's doing so good. So good. I loved his match with Von Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I think that when they call him up, he's going to be like the little seed in the Usos. And again, mm-hmm. the brothers are going to team up against the cousin. And I think that they might do that storyline as much as he doesn't want to be a part of um, what yeah. his brothers do. I think that the way that Triple H is and the way that he can talk to people, I mm-hmm. think they'll be able to talk him into doing something like that. Even if it's like a one-time right. thing, which he might propose him. Like, hey, this is just a one-time thing because... At the end of the day, it just makes sense in a storyline standpoint. I think right. now, if Triple H is involved, and I keep saying if, because like I, it hasn't actually been announced anywhere, um, but you know, dirt sheets say that Triple H is involved. Um, if it is true, I think that with Triple H being in charge, and we've seen how NXT was before, he's mm-hmm. very big on storylines. That is one thing yeah. that NXT was great at storylines. You know, building people up with their wrestling skills, building up their promos. Um, so I am truly, truly, truly excited to see where they're going to go as far as that. Who do you think, long term speaking, of course, is going to not only dethrone Roman, but also dethrone Usos because they've also been champions for a very long time? Um, wow, dethrone the Usos. I don't know. I would have said the Street Profits eventually, but I think they're getting ready to be split up. I'm not here for that. Um, I'm I'm not okay for that. Yeah. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be okay when that happens, just to give y'all the heads up. So if y'all see me crying on social media, you know why. <laughs> yeah, but as far as like who can dethrone Roman, um, I think the top choice would be like a Cody, right? Um, and that would be huge mania worthy match. Now, I think if they want to sell that to everyone, I think they need to start um, building that up. Um, maybe, maybe in December, start that build um, and kind of go from there, and then hit it with the Royal Rumble. Have him win the Rumble, and then. Take it all the way to Mania. I think that would be a good way to build it up. But him is my number one choice. Um, somewhere in the back of my head still says Seth Rollins. Right. Seth Rollins is a huge Triple H guy. Um, I, I would say he'd probably be next in line to dethrone Roman. Why? Um, you know, they, they still have a past. Um and I think they've kind of crossed paths, even with, you know, the bloodline, you know, story going on. Seth and Roman have crossed paths a little bit. So 
there's still that um so I think there's still that that history there that's left between them. If you, if you know what I'm saying, if you know what I'm saying, like um, there's a history that shield that, history, yeah, that shield history, and also that kind of it kind of be like a long term storyline with him too, right? So mm, they were in the shield together, but you know they kind of went against each other, and then Seth uh, cashed in on Roman at WrestleMania when it was supposed to be. Roman's moment. So there's a lot of ways you can kind of play that up. Right? Sure. So that's why I kind of have him at number two. But definitely Kobe, Cody at number one, definitely. I agree. I definitely agree. I think to dethrone the street profits because they yeah. took up the New Day, um, because I think the New Day would have been, of course, the easy choice. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want them to get rid of the street profits, but I'm also looking at the tag teams as they are. The Viking mm-hmm. Raiders are currently going against the New Day, so it wouldn't be them. They actually don't have a lot of male tags like that. They don't. They're not going to put Otis and, um, and uh, oh, what I can't think of his name, but they're not going to put um, them as yeah, Chad Yes, there you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to put Chad Gable and, and Otis to dethrone the Usos. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. You have to right. make it people who would make sense. Now, I think that they may make a match against the Usos where it's if they don't win, they have to break up. Mm-hmm. Now, wow. I think they may make that a stipulation for storyline purposes because if they... If each person keeps giving their all and every single time it's somebody else, it's somebody else, it's somebody else, long-term doing that. Now, I don't think that they should break them up because they're such a great tag team. And I feel like you already don't really have that many good tag teams. You're just kind of throwing people together like, ooh, uh, I think spaghetti and basil will go together let's try that like it honestly Mm -hmm. just feels like it's just trying to throw some off the wall things together and see if it works but and then also with people going back down to nxt because now of course apollo cruz it seems like he is now full-time yeah nxt so Mm -hmm. it it's kind of like it's a little all over the place. You can see that it's all over the place. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, someone did post that they are still having a draft again. So things are about to get shaken up again. So mm. we can be speculating for a while. But right. I think once the draft happens and we kind of see who's going to go where, you know, I think that'll also tell us more so storyline-wise what mm-hmm. we think might happen. Because now, Be- like you said, Becky gone face. And helping Bianca, even though now mm-hmm. she's out, you know, that 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 was a storyline. I think Cody getting injured messed up the storyline that they had because I think Cody was supposed to win money in the bank mm-hmm. and then cash in. Yep. And I think that was supposed to be the storyline. He cashed in at SummerSlam to win. Um mm-hmm. because that would just it would make sense. But right. I think now with injuries and all of that. And, you know, Roman also stating, like, he wants time off. He likes spending yeah. time with his family, as he should. Yep. How many kids mm-hmm. that man didn't have? I think he has, like, three kids? Four kids? He's got, like, five. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Pull out? Roe v. Wade? Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. Well, 
I don't judge. You are married. Do you think it is your body, your choice? I think with him having as as many kids as he has and him wanting to spend time with them, he's going to have to give up the belt at some point. But I think Mm -hmm. the bloodline, that storyline is just so good right now. And it is one of my favorite reasons why I tune in every week is because who doesn't want to see Roman literally get in the middle of the ring, get his chest all puffy and say, Mm -hmm. whatever city, (laughs) acknowledge me. And then everyone mm-hmm. just goes crazy and acknowledges him, <laughs> and it just it just makes, you know, I acknowledge him. Yes, we in Roman we trust in Roman <laughs> we trust, um, mm-hmm. and it just it's really just good stuff. And it kind of sucks because like for the person, I want him to be able to have that time off, but I also feel like when he's gone, you can tell that he's missing mm-hmm. because they haven't built up yeah. anyone else yet. Seth was there, but I think um, Seth. I think that Seth should be the person that dethroned Cody as a full circle moment, mm. um, whereas Cody came back. Good point. Seth, yeah, mm-hmm. and now Cody says that this is what he wants. Cody finally gets what he wants, but here comes Seth again, right. and his Joker aesthetic, and he takes away yes. from Cody. And then that is a great storyline. Mm-hmm. I think that would make sense. Um, but it's yeah. also WWE, so asking people to make sense isn't really. That's um, <laughs> not a yeah, not a thing. So yeah, but we but yeah we will, that, yeah, I'm ready to see what they what they do. Yeah, definitely. And um, speaking of WWE, especially SmackDown, um, I will be attending their live show on Raleigh in Raleigh on Friday. Ooh. So. You call it Raleigh? Um, yeah. Oh, not Raleigh? Oh, no, Raleigh. 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 Raleigh Durham. <laughs> Raleigh Durham. <laughs> yep. <laughs> even though, even though here we, we hate to say that because it's two separate cities. It's not Raleigh Durham. It's Raleigh no, it's or Durham. So, yes, but, is. you know. <laughs> I yes. I used to say, oh, you going to Raleigh? Like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. You want to rally? Is that better? Rally, you want to go yep. rally the troops? <laughs> Jesus. My Lord. Yep. yep. That's how you know I was no. definitely out of place. But I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> yeah, yep. So um, at the PNC Arena. So I'm excited for that. Um. So definitely next show, I'll talk about that experience because the I think the bell starts at 6.15. So that must mean there's going to be like a main event taping. Always a main event Before taping. SmackDown. Yeah. So um, You said 6.15 is bell time? Mm-hmm. Doors sure open at doors 5. Open? What? Doors open at 5. Um, it starts at 6.15. Yep. Oh. Okay. Yep. That's okay. Or maybe they're giving y'all a yeah. really mean event match too. I don't. Possible. Don't know. Yeah. That's really early. Normally it was like seven fifteen would be the first bell, and you get forty five minutes mm-hmm. of the main event, and then you get all of SmackDown, and then after SmackDown, and you'd get like a last a final match, but um, right. I guess not. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? Okay. Well, let's get to these voice memos before <laughs> um, before we get up out of here. Let's see. Hey, Gary, let's play yours first. I'm not sure how old Kenny is. I'm sure, Pam, you would know better than probably any of us listening right now. <laughs> but, you know, I wonder long term, uh, considering he's had this injury that that's taken him out for months um and the fact that AEW hasn't really grown uh the fan base at all um you know in the last two years if you really pay attention to the ratings um like how much longer does he stay or does he really contemplate you know going to wwe having that wrestlemania moment being able to call his shot you know what i mean Hmm. I honestly don't see him going to WWE. Me neither. Thank you. You you spoke it for me. I didn't even have to say it. Um, <laughs> I, and honestly, I don't think they would know what to do with a Kenny Omega. Nope. <laughs> nope. You know, um, yeah, I, I just kind of feel like certain, you know, certain cats just don't need to go there. Like, one, they shouldn't go there. And, and number two, they just don't need to. That part. You know, um, which is, I think, is the great thing about having multiple promotions around is that, okay, I don't see myself having to go there and I don't have to. You know, I can go to you know, an AEW or, you know, a New Japan or an Impact. That's really the great part, not just for the fans, but for the performers themselves. You know, they can go where they feel that they are fit and they feel comfortable. I definitely agree. But I think, yeah, but I think, um, I think Kenny's still got time left, though. Um, if he just kind of takes it easy on his body and fully heal, I think he's got a lot more time left. So I definitely agree. So um, just to kind of give the age of how old Kenny is, Kenny will be 39 years old this year because, of course, of course, of course, he is a fellow Libra, October 16th, 1983. You know, but, you know, don't 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 come for me like that. It's bad that I know that information. But anywho, uh <laughs> I think being at the beautiful, wonderful age of 39, I'm just going to round him up to 39 already. Um, being 39 years old, having to have surgery on two knees, two shoulders already, and whatever else that we don't even know about, because, you know, that's just what they say. Sometimes people get surgery on other things that we don't need to know about, which is perfectly fine as well. Um, I think that he has enough time. I don't see him in WWE ever. He even stated that's not, yeah, he would love a WrestleMania moment, but let's not, if it doesn't happen, he is more than okay with that because he has had so many accolades everywhere else. I think the problem is, is that everyone thinks Derry is like reaching heaven. Um, like, oh, mm -hmm. you have a WrestleMania moment. Oh, that solidifies your career. But Kenny Omega is a prime example of you don't need to have a WrestleMania moment to solidify your yeah. career. That He's man, got Wrestle Kingdom moments. He he has moments everywhere else, and even 
if we just take away like uh just like the name if you just literally just check all the things that he's done g1 winner you know wrestle mm-hmm. kingdom moments new japan moments ring of honor moments um just ddt moments like he has wrestled mm-hmm. all over he doesn't need a WrestleMania moment. Honestly, I feel like Kenny Omega going to WWE benefits WWE more than it benefits right. Kenny. Because even mm-hmm. if you're just a WWE fan, you know who Kenny Omega is. You don't have right. to just be like, oh, hey, well, I watched WWE and I, I have no clue who Kenny Omega is. That's not true. Because if you have social media, you know who Kenny Omega is. The amount mm-hmm. of times when it's like, oh, Kenny's going to WWE. Oh, yeah. Uh, the amount of beef that he's had with wrestlers joking or him and Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods, going back and forth about video games and stuff. You know who this man is. So I think that him going to WWE would be like a one-time thing if he was to do it. Would be like a one-time WrestleMania moment. Like um, like a Logan Paul type moment when he or a Bad Bunny type moment or just a yeah. one and done thing just to say it. Because the way that WrestleMania will sell the fuck out, I have never wanted, I I don't, I'm not one of those people that want to pay like 20 grand to sit front row for something. But if they announce Kenny Omega, I will literally (laughs) give my liver, my leg to be front row at that (laughs) WrestleMania. Because that man will, like, you want to sell out mania, a true, true sellout mania? You tell me Kenny Omega is going to perform at WrestleMania. Uh, please, please, please. Every Everything. John Cena brings people. Kenny Omega brings people. I feel like Kenny Omega is the John Cena for the indie scene. That's honestly how popular he is. Um, so I don't think that Kenny needs dirty. I think that they mutually by themselves are great things and they don't have to coincide with each other. That's, that's my viewpoint on that. Um, but we have two more. So let's get to Greg. What's up, Greg? I see you in the audience. What's up? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Let me mute my TV. Yes, this is the Melanin Matt. This is Greg. <laughs> and I'm just letting y'all know Nikita still is a piece, uh, piece of shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all I have for now. But again, feels right to be right about Vince McMahon. Feels right to be right about the AEW. Um, Q and I actually watched the Miz miss three free throws back to back to back, then miss a layup. And then he had to talk to who was that? Was it Matt Barnes? Yeah. Matt he talked Barnes. to Matt Barnes, and Matt Barnes referred to the WWE W-W-F. as the WWF. We can't take everybody with us, ladies and gentlemen. We can't at all. Some people are just going to be on their own. Matt Barnes is one of those. But I love y'all so much. Cashley, Pam, I love you both. I'll talk to y'all in a minute. We love you too. Um, I agree about Nikita. We're glad you finally seen the way. Good job. I literally just had to tell my best friend the same thing because he sent me the video of her doing the split and he was like, oh my gosh, who is that? Who is that? And I had to tell oh, him, gosh. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she she might be low-key MAGA and uh, right, yeah. that real quick, real, real quick. So, uh, <laughs> Lord, I, I'm glad you, you seen the way. 
And we got yeah. one more from Greg. Let's, let's get into it. It's Raleigh. There's an H there. It's not rally. Like, rally is like <laughs> the poor man's checkers or like what you do when you're running relays and shit. It's Raleigh. Listen, listen. If you're a North Carolinian <laughs> such as myself, it's <laughs> Raleigh, okay? <laughs> you know, it's like Raleigh. <laughs> Raleigh from uh, the Boondocks. That's what it is. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And to know Raleigh is to know that uh, it is hood. Just like Durham. Durham is, ooh. ooh. Mm. Yeah, well, well, gentrification has entered the chat, and I'm going to leave it uh, at that. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Mm. I ain't been there in a couple years, so I, I believe it. It's part of the reasons why I moved to Greensboro when I did, because I was like, oh. Mm, mm, mm. When I used to work at Shaw, and I saw that gentrification going on, I was like, oh, mm, time to go. Mm-hmm. Time to go so that's how I, I felt on that and of course Greg has something to say so our final voice <laughs> note Greg our final voice note before we have to go let's hear it so I have another voicemail please forgive me because you know mm-hmm. I did make me a drink I had a long day long week and here we are oh, so um what made me really turn on Nikita is the fact that she wants to be like a rapper singer and we have enough of those, including T-Pain. Like, we, we've had enough. So this is that. So I watched this video on YouTube, and it was garbage. So, you know, there, there is no, like, punchline with that. It was just garbage, right? Then I thought about how the WWE completely saved her. More importantly, Vince McMahon saved her from, like, being obliterated by me in the comments because they faked a ACL injury for two weeks instead of suspending her, saying, oh, well, you know, she won't be on NXT. She has this... Injury that might keep her out for six months, and then she's back two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Nobody mentioned the fact that she was an avid Trump supporter that was just all over social media talking about that shit. That I have another voicemail. Just give me a second. <laughs> well, what's crazy is that quite a few of them are. Um, what's her name? Uh, the blonde, Tiffany Bratton. She's another mm-hmm. mega head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've flown around. <laughs> They are definitely there, and I think that people just don't, you know, sometimes when it's your fave, you just don't want to believe it. That's why I got lucky, mm-hmm. and uh, Kenny is not one. So, <laughs> shout out to shout out to my fave being unproblematic. Okay, Greg, that's right. it. This is the last one. That's it. No <laughs> more. It's 8 o'clock. Jesus. Here's a second voicemail, and I promise I won't leave 100 of these. Um, Here's a lie. My only commentary about... WrestleMania at this point, because you guys were talking about WrestleMania, is are there no other states outside of California? It's like when they were doing that little tour of Miami and they're like, you know what, we're gonna do Miami and then we'll go to like New York and then we'll come back to Miami. Like, how about trying some domes? How about going to like Detroit? Now I get it, Detroit's not the greatest place to hold a WrestleMania because of Detroit, but I would just say all the places you could go to grow your fan base, you're going to stadiums that people have already gone to, especially being a WWE fan, maybe once or twice. And it's starting to get real old. If you're not having Rock be at WrestleMania, don't have it in Hollywood. But who knows? We might see that. They should come to Charlotte. Go to the Bank of America Stadium. For what? For Mania? Oh, because... 
Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't think it's big yeah. enough. I don't think it's big enough. Honestly, I think that they need bigger stadiums. And I think that's part reason why they are doing um, Mania at SoFi. SoFi is huge. I love SoFi. It's one of my favorite um, places that I've been in, one of my favorite stadiums, just because of how um, how advanced it is, how it's just – it's. It's, it's a great stadium. When you go there, you'll realize it. Um, I, I truly enjoyed it. The food there was amazing. I don't know if they'll have the same food as they had for the Super Bowl. Um, but it was a great stadium to work in as a worker. For someone who was working behind the scenes, it was a great stadium. Um, I like how they sound. Like, everything is soundproof behind the scenes. So, like, you know how sometimes you can be, like, in the bathroom and you can hear what's going on? In SoFi, mm-hmm. it was actually pretty scary the super bowl was going on and the super bowl was damn near sold out and we could not hear a thing and i was maybe like right under the bleachers um Mm -hmm. it was a pretty pretty uh crazy experience because i honestly thought i was sitting for like five minutes because i went i did the team intros that's when i got to meet the rock which was so dope even got a little snippet of me meeting him on his Instagram. I actually need to save that video. Um, but after that, we went inside. We had to wait for the halftime show, which is what I was working. And it felt like we were sitting for five minutes when it was like, okay, it's it's time to get ready for the show. And I'm like, already? Like, you can't hear nothing. Like, it is, mm. it's a pretty cool thing. Um, and Greg, I see that you are sending a million voice notes. And as much as I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to wrap the show up and we will play them when you come by next week or save it for Monday. Cause as you know, we also have another show that we do on Mondays. It is the YBB sports desk live on stereo at 8 PM mm-hmm. on Mondays, me and cash, or sometimes me or her, depending on, you know, the beautiful mental health, uh, we're there and we talk all things wrestling, give a little preview as to what we're going to talk about this week. And then also the guys go and they talk sports, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, you know, sometimes I get them to talk a little bit of boxing in there. So, you know, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check out the YBAB, Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk, again, live on stereo, 8 p.m. Mondays. And a couple days later, everywhere that you get your podcast so cash before we go is there anything that you would like to say any hot takes anything like that Mm, hot take oh Mm -hmm. man um my hot take and i had a whole show to think about one hmm um <laughs> well okay. yes you did <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I i got one it's related to aew i think that aew will be around maybe another two years <laughs> oh that's a hot take Two years, that's it? Two years, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Okay. That, mm, wow. That's a good one. I was not expecting that one. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think if I have any hot takes. I also had all show to think of a hot take. <laughs> um, my hot take is that Malachi Black will be AEW champion in one year. I'm going to put that out there. And the reason I I say that is because if they keep with the House of Black going the way that they're going, I think that they will be. But since you already did an AEW one, I'm going to do a WWE one, and I'm going to make this Mm -hmm. an extremely hot take, which I know um, will probably come true. But I, I don't think I mm-hmm. hope not. But I think it, it may come true if everything that I think is going will go correctly. I think that Austin Theory will cash in and will become champion. I wow. think they're going to give him the belt. And that's my hot take, and I'll let y'all sit on that. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that was that was real hot. That was whew, that Ooh. was that was a little lava. Just, just yeah, a little a little lava. But, ladies okay. and gentlemen, it has been such a great show. Thank you to yes. everyone in our audience. Shout out to Q from YBAB. Shout out to Greg, our fellow friend. Definitely more family for us. I think I can speak for me and Cash when I say more family mm-hmm. than friend. Uh, yes. for us. Shout out to being in the audience. Shout out to Gary for always, always, always showing support. If you haven't checked out Mania Club. Make sure you check out Mania Club. We talked about them after WrestleMania and all the great things that Mania Club is doing. So make sure you check out Mania Club on all socials as well. Shout out to my honey bunny Peter for being here and listening to the moment, Matt. You are awesome sauce. And of course, I appreciate you. And your name says that guy, but shout out to that guy. (laughs) in the audience as well thank you for stopping by we love 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 speaking with our new people so next time you want just come on in say hi say hello send us a little voice note and we will definitely go ahead and put you on the show um our show is unfortunately ending now but it will be available everywhere you get your podcast in the next couple days so by sunday the latest you'll be able to listen to this episode everywhere you get your podcast. Is there anything you like to say before we say goodbye to everybody? No, great show. Great show. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, dropping your voice notes. Come back next week. Absolutely. And I want you guys to know we do what we do because we love it, but we also can't do it without each and every one of you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Me and Cash, we both appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope everyone has a great day. And uh, like always, like I say every week until the end of time, uh, shout out to Melo because, you know, a man don't miss when he shoots. (laughs) 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 Until next time, everybody. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.